Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey everyone, my name is Justin Kim, and you're on Inverse, and in our studio we have Israel and Siku and Kali, and you guys, and we want to say thank you for joining us. We are in a new topic, and we want to ask you guys, if you guys can respond and communicate with us, that we talk about four topics a year. And are there topics that, Bible topics, not just random topics that, uh, you know, about <laughs> teeth. You know, we're not going to do a Bible study on teeth. Although you could, could do a Bible study. That's disappointing. <laughs> uh, but anyway, some, some topics that are on your minds, that are in your social conversations that we haven't covered thus far. Uh, our group has covered a lot. And we've been, um, we've been on air for what? Like a long time. Uh, it doesn't seem like it, but it's been like what five, six, seven, eight, like seventy years. That, yeah. you know, whatever 70, we've been on. And uh, there's, there's a lot of topics that we have still yet to cover. But if there's something of particular importance to you, we'd love to hear from you and just uh, write us a little comment and, and say, hey, uh, not teeth, but what about you know X, Y, or Z? Uh, we're going to talk about the three angels' messages. Uh, the title is Three Cosmic Messages, and we're looking at the book of Revelation, not just only the book of Revelation, but there's these right in the centerpiece, there's these three angels, and why Why are we looking at that? Why is that important? Why? why how does that impact us today in the 21st century? Mm-hmm. So I'd like to have a word of prayer, and we'll get into the Bible text. If you, want, if you guys have your Bibles out there, take it out. Uh, we have our Bibles out here. And uh, Callie, can you pray, not just for this episode, but really this is the first episode for the next 13, um, our episode arc, you can Mm -hmm. pray for that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the privilege it is to study your word together. Mm. I pray that you'd guide us by your Holy Spirit. As Justin said, today in this moment, but also in the coming weeks, in the coming times that we study it together as a team here on Inverse, as we listen uh, to these episodes, but also just in the quietness of our time one-on-one with you. As we study these passages, as we try to figure out what you're trying to say to our own individual hearts and minds, may your Holy Spirit meet us there. May you guide us into truth. May you guide us into clarity. And may we see Jesus more clearly. May Mm. we understand what the judgment really means May we understand what the three angels' messages really are, and may we see what they mean to our individual experience on a practical level. And I pray that we would be blessed, we would be encouraged, and we'd be drawn closer to you because of our study. We trust that you will make this so, uh, because we ask in Jesus' name, amen. 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 We're going to go to Revelation 12. Revelation 12, we're going to read some scripture, and uh, we're going to encourage you guys to take out your Bibles as well, and also go to inversebible.org, inversebible.org, and there you can go to Three Cosmic Messages. If you're familiar with the Seventh-day Adventist denomination, we have very, very obsessed with the three angels, um, and (laughs) it's it's core to, it's a thing, (laughs) it's core to us, but the reality is there's many who don't know yeah. what it is. We just know it's important, but we don't know what it is. Yeah. So although this is, in a sense, basic, it's not really basic at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, really core. So let's go to Revelation 12, and we'll start with today. Uh, episode is entitled, Jesus Wins, Satan Loses. Kind of the the click, cliffhanger is already, you know, spoiler alert, but yeah. uh, not, not really alert. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go to verse 7. Verse 7. And Israel, can you read from verse 7 to 20, 
There is no 20. 17. 17. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 17. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. Therefore, rejo rejoice, O heaven, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. Up to verse 17, you said? Yeah, let's watch a good break there. Um, it sounds like you're tired, but it's a good good break, okay. <laughs> good break to, to talk about. So I do want to talk about uh, Revelation a bit. We're going to spend a lot of time in uh, Revelation 12, 13, and 14, spe specifically 14. Um, we're going to spend a lot of weeks on 14. Um, scholars say that 14 is like the center of, of Revelation. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like, you know, and then the center of Revelation 14 is the three angels. So it's like the apex of the apex, kind of the center of a, of a, of a, of a sandwich. You know, it's the meat or veggie meat or, or an avocado if you're vegan. Um, or if you're, if you're not vegan. <laughs> anyway, so it's like the it's a super core. So to understand uh, 14, we need to understand 13. And to understand 13, we're going to understand 12. So it's, sorry for the long intro, but um, it talks about war. And Siku, like, there's some angels and demons and devils here. Like, there's a lot of people out there who believe in God, and believing God is, like, no problem at all. But, like, for this study, we have to believe in angels and demons. And some people, there's a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of postmoderns, Gen, Gen Z, Gen Z, sorry, from, from, from the, the British Empire, um, <laughs> uh, education. Uh, like that's, hard to, that's hard to digest. So, so let's talk about it a little bit. Like, well, how, why is that? And then, and then how do, what's your, what's your, what's your uh, do you struggle with that? Do you, have you had to struggle with that or not? Um, <laughs> I haven't. You haven't. I've had to struggle with, with yeah. the concept of angels. Yeah. Um, I guess my thing would be that the, the idea of there being angels is a biblical idea because mm. we just read it in the Bible. Mm. Um, I think that there are different ways to view reality and it's got to do like with your worldview, let's say. Mm. Um, and the Bible presents a worldview. So if our concept of God um, is rooted in the way God is presented in the Bible, part of that worldview, part of that picture of who God is and all that he has created includes the creation of angels. Mm -hmm. And this text in particular speaks about angels who are worshiping God and who have remained loyal to God. But then it also presents a scenario where there are angels who, you know, are disloyal to God, mm -hmm. who gave up their loyalty to God in this cosmic conflict, so to speak, in this battle that happened in heaven, which is kind of hard to fathom because we think heaven is like, oh, happy and, you know, babies flying, that's what we picture. But it's saying that war broke out in heaven, right? Um, and so what the Bible is presenting is actually the foundation for how we are supposed to understand reality. Mm -hmm. That the reality is, even though we may not see, you know, these angels or these fallen angels, that there are angels 
ones who worship God and then ones who have fallen from God. Like I think we take this for granted, this, this story, mm -hmm. um, and then, it, but what's so hard uh, for many people is not the belief in that God exists or whatnot, but there's a narrative, mm -hmm. there's a war, and then there's like, you know, some people see like lightsabers and or like, you know, <laughs> war, like, you know, are there guns? Like how do angels, is anyone dying here? Like how? Do, Jesus died. Sorry. In, yeah, indeed, I, mean, <laughs> I agree. Um, in the but in the war here, he in didn't die yet. yet. Uh, mm -hmm. So, so, so talk, yeah. about, talk about the struggle that we, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes if we don't, we take it for granted, like that happened, but like that is a presupposition for the entire the background mm -hmm. story. I think part of it has to do with the fact that we watch a lot of movies and mm -hmm. society impacts yeah. our understanding of reality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the Bible throughout different portions of scripture, you have, the idea of angels, whether they're good angels or bad angels, is essentially the idea that there is other life out there outside of human life, Yeah. right? And so the Bible talks about other life outside of human life. It doesn't necessarily talk about it as like ghosts or people who look, you know, weird. Aliens or yeah. Ewoks or, or whatnot. And so, but it does talk about it like, you know, in some parts of the Bible in Genesis, talks about like the sons of God, mm. right? In uh, other, like angels, talks about in the in the context of messengers, people who do the bidding of God, right? And so people who are the family of God. So God's, I guess the point that comes out here is that God's family is much larger than just the human family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The human family is the only one that has sinned, mm -hmm. according to scripture. And because of that, what sin does primarily on many different levels, but primarily is that it dulls the mind in order for us to not be able to comprehend outside of what we see, what we feel, what we hear. And so because we're kind of trapped in our own reality, we have the inability to understand mm. what is happening in the world around us. So you brought themselves. in the definition of angel and it's just not these blonde haired, you know, androgynous, you know, white, white robed <laughs> beings with wings, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Although they do, the Bible says they have wings, but, okay. but when we mention sons of God, there are other, uh, Hebrews chapter one, verse four, there are other worlds out there and there are other entities and they're part of all this. Mm -hmm. I guess it's just so important when we get later into the judgment that we just think it's like God is angry. He's looking at everything as me and God and like and that, that disrupts my relationship with him. But mm -hmm. there's another party involved that's important. And 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 just to build on that, when you're talking about the world, the the way that we view reality being so impacted by our consumption of media, and um, we end up viewing God as a reflection of ourselves, right? Mm. Because it's yeah. however God has been presented by humanity. But if we see the reality that God presents of Himself in the world that He has created, you have these angels, and <clears throat> back to this war that broke out in heaven, that it isn't with lightsabers, mm. you know, because. That's what you see, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if you're thinking mm -hmm. aliens, you know, it's mm -hmm. got to be lightsabers, like some kind of crazy. But the picture that you get, like in Isaiah chapter 14, is that there's, there's a polemic war that's happening, a war of ideas, a war of, the, the question is, who is God and is he worthy to be God? Mm -hmm. And that lays a foundation for explaining the reality that we live in now. And actually, I, I believe that the devil would not want people to be aware of this because it brings so much coherence to our current reality. It explains so much yeah. if we have this as a foundation for how things came to be how they are. Mm -hmm. And so to mask that leaves us in a quagmire and you're groping for, you know, for some semblance of meaning to the reality that you're experiencing. But the Bible actually gives us the worldview, the understanding of why we are where we are and how we mm -hmm. got here. Mm -hmm. Using the wor word worldview, 
Uh, I think it's just, that just means it's mega story, right? We all have a story that we believe in. And even people who don't believe in God, they also believe in, in a story, right? Mm -hmm. That, that uh, without, without, with respect to, you know, macro evolution, there were small single-celled single, single entity uh, organisms and they slowly changed into multi-cell and then eventually became mammals. And then some way along the way, morality was, was developed or whatever. But there is, a, there, is a, there is a story that one has to believe. Uh, and then there's others who believe that there is just a, a gods out there and it's a cyclical circle of life kind of thing. And I guess the whole point is that, that once you believe in a story, it impacts meaning, purpose, mm -hmm. and has relationships, what you want to do in life. It, it has implications. Yeah. And so getting that core story right first is is of utmost importance and there's many people who don't even have a core story they just yeah. they that that's also another issue and, and i think yeah. to go along with that because the the significance of that story is important to god mm -hmm. i mean that's why we have the whole entire bible it's mm -hmm. it's a story of mm -hmm. salvation mm -hmm. yep. now when we talk about the story of salvation when we talk about this um worldview this this meta narrative it, it introduces it the very first character that is introduced on scene is a character of God mm. from the Christian perspective, right? Mm. In Genesis, in the beginning, God created. Mm -hmm. And so this whole idea or the battle that is taking place in Revelation at the end now, you know, of, of, of uh, the Bible is, has, is centered around this, the, the being of God, right? Who God is. Is he, is he who he claims he is? Because the whole reason why we have sin in the world today and the whole reason why we have the struggles that we have today really point down to the one central figure of God. Mm. Like if God is love, then why? And if he's all powerful, then why does he allow sin and suffering? Mm -hmm. And, and that, that is the greatest war that ever rages. It rages in the human mind and the human heart. Mm -hmm. And so from the beginning, this is kind of what is taking place. God emphasizes, I'm a God of love. God emphasizes, I'm a God of all power. And I'm all wise. I'm, I'm, I'm all of these different things. That, that story is interrupted early on in scripture. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the Bible is figuring out a way to transform the mind of humanity to understand what is going on. Because if we understand what is going on in the world today, then we have the ability to engage in this war that is a war about our understanding about who God is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How, how does this, um, this story, uh, I mean, I just, there's so much to unpack what you just said there. Um, how does the story um, so we talked about in the beginning, there's a war, and, and, and that, that story, it's continuing on now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How does that impact us now? Question. Kelly. Well, I was, while y'all were talking, I just kept reading verses 7 through 9 over seven and over again, mm -hmm. which is the war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angel, I'm not going to really read it. Everyone can read it for themselves. <laughs> but I just kept focused on, because you asked the question, like, what is this, what happens in this war? And I, I really liked Siku's point of going back to Isaiah 14. I think even part of that point is drawn out in verse 9 because what's pointed out about the devil, the, the instigator of this fight, is he's the one who deceives the whole world. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's the liar. Mm -hmm. um, so the reason he got cast out is because he's the one who deceives the whole world. Mm -hmm. He's not the bringer of lightsabers <laughs> or the bringer of violence. He's the bringer of lies. Mm -hmm. And that is relevant today because he continues to do that. He is still the one who deceives the whole world. Well, yeah, I think I think it's 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 profound and it's it's a, it's a, it's to be sober to the fact that the war is still going on now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
right? It's not something that happened in the past, and we're just living with the the aftermath. Like mm -hmm. it's still continuing on now. Yeah, because I think you could say war broke out in heaven, so yep. that's where it started. Yep. And it has continued, yeah. and we are still experiencing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it never is like, and then the war was resolved. Yeah. There's, there's no verse that says that. Mm -hmm. Well, and then I, I think verse 11 is kind of a little bit of, of hope in there. You yeah. Know? Um, so, you know, verse 10, it says, uh, where is it? He's a, uh, this is Satan. He's accuser of the brethren mm -hmm. who accused them before, before our God day and night has been cast down. So this accuser is pretty uh, a formidable mm -hmm. uh, enemy. And verse 11, and they overcame him by yep. the blood of the lamb mm -hmm. and the word of the testimony. Yeah, it's, it's weird because it's like it's a fixed fight. Mm. In the sense of like the war is still happening, but everyone's like, but we know where this is going, right? <laughs> like we know, you already, why are you fighting? You lost. So that is, so that is a good question. Like why, <laughs> why are we fighting? Why are we still in this battle if we, if, like, so. I, is that, oh. is that a good, is that, is that a legit question? I think that's a great yeah. question. And I think we're still fighting because a lot of us don't know that it's a fixed fight. Okay. I think a lot of people, well, there's two reasons. That's, that's kind of the biggest reason. One is, a lot of people don't know there's a great controversy, so they are unknowingly interacting in the great controversy because it's like, oh yeah, well, I don't believe in God, or I don't believe in angels and demons, I don't believe in the great controversy, I don't believe in any of that stuff. It's like, well, your lack of belief doesn't change it yeah. <laughs> any more than your lack of belief in gravity <laughs> removes your participation in it. <laughs> so it's, you're still participating. Um, so there's that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's still there. So that, and then also, sometimes we, even if you do believe in God, you still don't believe in the all-encompassing victory of Christ. Mm. So you can be kind of like closer, but not quite there. So we, we participate even in that way. And we also participate because the devil is, for lack of a better term, a sore loser. Mm. And so he's like, I know I lost, but I'm going to still cause as much suffering as I can until my influence is removed from this world. Mm. And so he's going to try to convince people there's no way that you actually are on the right, on the winning side. There is no winning side. There are no sides. There is no thing. Whatever he can do to cause as much suffering to the object of Christ's heart, and that is us. I love that breakdown. If one, we, there is this war going on and not believing there is an issue, but then in the step two is that Christ is in this and he is the victor and not believing in that is also, there's, there's issues that pop up with there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So could, say, I guess just honing in on what Kelly was, was saying that who actually is at war mm -hmm. is revealed like in the text that we read. Mm -hmm. War broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought. The dragon and his angels fought. So even at the even at, at the introduction of this war that is happening you have these two figures that are presented in conflict with one another and they have follow, a following so to speak. Mm -hmm. You have Michael and you have the dragon. And it continues today where it's this battle that takes place in our individual lives between Michael and the dragon. Mm -hmm. And the war continues today because Michael is still fighting for me against the dragon, mm. right? Um, like what Kelly was saying, if, if the devil can cause us pain and hurt because he knows that it's going to hurt God's heart, yeah. right? So we are kind of <laughs> a way for him to get at Michael, mm -hmm. right? Meanwhile, Michael is there, he's, Jesus is fighting for us, you know, for, for our lives, for our happiness, for our fulfillment, for the reason that he created us in the first place, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so the war continues and, and we have a choice in this war to decide whether I will put myself on the side of the one who is fighting for me, mm -hmm. you know, really. Like, it's to, to surrender to Jesus is to surrender to the one who wants to give me my life. Mm -hmm. And on the, on the flip side, you've got 
the lies, and I thought that was powerful, you know, just yeah. pointing that out. This thing started with lies, right? And it ends with either beginning believing the lie or believing the truth, and the truth who is Jesus, right? Um, and if I'm to believe, I can choose to believe a lie if I'm presented with the reality of the truth, um, and that's what the gospel, preaching the gospel is all about, sharing, sharing Christ with others, mm -hmm. you know, or I can be willfully deceived because I'm more comfortable in the lie that I don't want to give up the stuff that I would have to if I believe the truth. So the war rages on because Michael and the devil are still at war over my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's so many um, like uh, parallels to, to, to today with like fake news, mm -hmm. and it, it's, it just seems like <laughs> how does a, a, like a God who's all powerful, all 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 all, 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 all the all the things that God is, mm -hmm. like in, because he's all those things, he's limited on how he can fight in this war, mm -hmm. yeah. because and that's that's kind of the irony because mm -hmm. he's all powerful, but, he's, but also he's all good, he can't play with all the tools in the set, whereas Satan with his lies and with all, he can, with use truth, he can use truth, <laughs> he can use anything. Yeah. So in a sense, we're here in the midst of this battle still, not because God is weak, mm -hmm. but because in a sense, God is limited by using only the sets of of the, of, the, of the weapons that he can choose from. If, 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 yeah. Are you catching it? Yeah. yeah. But in the longer picture, it's a bigger victory in the end. Yeah. But we have to. There's there's patience needed on in, in the midst of, of our lives. Okay, so we'll go to Kelly and then and then yeah. Israel and then and then Siku and Hi. then and I want to say something. Too. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> well I'll keep talking. <laughs> yeah, I just I think about how difficult it must be also because he's trying to preserve also our freedom of choice. Yes. Like what's that's the really, that's really that's that's what's at, at the end the of the limitation. day that's what's that's that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. what's the balance of being extremely persuasive but not manipulative? Yes. Like how do I? do everything I can to convince you, but also not do everything I can to convince you. Like where, <laughs> uh, and I, I have no idea how he does that. And, and uh, that's a picture of actually the power of God. That's just hard. I think, you know, like we think about God's power in terms of what he does, but his power is demonstrated in what he his restrains restraint. himself yeah, from his doing. Power is because he could, you know. I'd be like, like forget it. Just Yeah, I mean, here. He, he could manifest himself <laughs> in a way that you could not argue and like whatever, but. <laughs> but the way that he chooses to manage himself, his self-control mm -hmm. is actually, I think, one of the biggest manifestations of his omnipotence. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I jumped yeah. in before his omnipotence. No, it's, it's, I forgive you. So actually, actually, <laughs> what, when you, yeah, yeah, yeah oh, that's, oh, that's his omnipotence yeah. right yeah. there. So, <laughs> as you were talking about the limits of God, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, uh, there's tension in my mind over this because I, I, I don't know, I don't see God as limited in in the situation, even even in, in his restraint. I think his restraint is not a restraint of power. It's a restraint of love, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I think the way to the human mind, God looks weak because... It totally seems yeah, like it limits. Seems, oh. yes, right? yes, yes. And, and the whole point that God says is, through Scripture, is he's saying, look, actually, I'm, I'm going to prove to you that I was never limited. I was never weak. I was never at any disadvantage. Mm -hmm. Because there... And, and that's why he calls it the mystery right? And the wisdom and the power of the fact that it has been part of his plan, mm -hmm. that he is going to take weak and frail human beings, instill in them his character. Mm -hmm. They will choose his character. They will choose to be like him. And through that, he will actually use us as part of his plan to prove the fact that Satan his plan is not good, that Satan's uh, accusations are not true, 
and that ultimately God, this is how God wins, right? That what he has been saying all along is actually true and is actually the best way forward. And so I think that there's an element of mystery that's involved that kind of gives a perception of God being limited. But I, I see God as actually unlimited, right? There's nothing that, there's nothing that God uh, can't do to save us from the mess that we're in. And I think that's what the Bible's trying to do. Just prove. to push back, though, you know, and, and I, I agree with everything, mm -hmm. but there is, um, a, the, the, uh, so I'm coming from the human perspective. Right. If, if, if God is all-powerful, why doesn't he just solve it now? I guess it's, it's, it's a matter of time, not a matter of power, not a matter of wisdom. Mm -hmm. why, does it, why does God need 6,000 years or 10,000, or whatever, whatever your, 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 your time, time frame yeah. is? And in, this, in that sense, I think that's why we go back to what we talked about, that the existence of angels and demons out there, that God in his humility is trying to convince the universe uh, that, hey, all the permutations of sin have to occur on earth. And then saying, hey, this is what happens when sin occurs. Yeah. Uh, in, in a million years, like, hey, what happens if we lie? And then God's like, well, that happened in, in 31 AD. Or, or mm -hmm. what happens if we lie and do this? What happened in 1645? What happens if we lie? And then da 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 well, And then every permutation of that lie is, okay, what if we commit adultery with one person, two people, three people, four people, nine okay. people? And like, every possibility <laughs> right. has occurred. So in a sense, God needs that time. Right, and 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 when when God when God says, "Hey, the the patience of the saints," like we we need the time factor to understand. Yeah, I'll I'll say. I guess that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Not the weakness of God, but in the mm -hmm. sense that God is convincing humanity, and maybe it's the weakness of humanity that, yeah. that we right. need to be yeah. convinced, and human be or angel created beings need to be convinced. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. And I would see like yeah. the wisdom of God in allowing time for us to be. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. Not that God needs that. God needs the time sure. not for Himself. Sure. But He needs the time. For us, because he's like, I'll give you that's time who to he it is, out. right? It's all yeah. We, yeah, it's all semantics. Yeah, semantic. but, but I'll I, agree with you. I, I was going to say too that that this this um, war, and in I guess bouncing off of what Israel was talking about, um, God's power and His limitlessness, I guess, being manifested through this thing, and it's a mystery because um, Jesus coming to die for our sins. Um, and we see in the narrative about, you know, especially in the days leading up to the cross, yeah. how vehemently the devil fought, right? And, and you see the anger of the devil and you see how mean <laughs> he was yes. um, until to the point that Jesus is dying for our sins on the cross. And yet that, that if, I, mean, I guess from a, from a human perspective, you think, oh, the devil won, right? Mm -hmm. In that moment that Jesus is hanging on the cross. But in that moment of God's, quote, greatest weakness, yes. where he is hanging on a cross, yes. that very moment becomes the moment of his greatest strength, yes. you know? And so the, I was thinking about when you're saying the mystery mm -hmm. and, and how his weakness, it may seem like he's weak, but like even in the greatest weakness of God, you see his greatest strength, yes. you know? Yes. Um, and that's why when it talks about us overcoming in verse 11 and says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, the blood of the Lamb, what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us, mm -hmm. becomes the, our access point to the victory that we can 
experience in our lives because of what Christ did for us. Mm -hmm. So I, we, we can talk a lot more about this, but yeah. time is fails us. We don't have enough time, mm -hmm. and so we need more time. And so the Lord, the Lord has all the time, time yeah. in the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, but really, the solution to the war is, is the Lord Jesus Christ's victory. Mm -hmm. And uh, the narrative continues where Jesus dies and he goes up to heaven and then he will come back again. And we are part of this story. And I know my prayer is I want to be part of the story. I want to be part of, of, of Christ's blood being attributed to my life and changing me and making me more patient and understanding some of these things and, and, and having the mind of God. And I know that's the prayer of my friends here. Hopefully that's your prayer out there. We'll see you next week as we continue our story on this great meta-narrative on the great controversy and specifically the three angels' messages that go out to the entire world and your and my and our participation in it. See you next week. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is inverse.